What's going on, everybody? You are, it is uh, rather September 7th, Thursday. You are watching and listening to the Daily AI Show live. Today, we got the whole group with us, and we are talking about learning management systems. And so I think before we kick off this conversation, just probably really important um, for the audiences, we're talking about this, that there really are almost two distinct sides of learning management systems. We have our traditional education side, uh, those with things be like Lessonly and Thinkific and um, a Blackboard, which I used, you know, <laughs> during my master's program. And I don't know, between 2006 and 2008, it was horrible. It crashed all the time. It was an awful experience and amazing how far we've come, you know. Um, but all those programs are sort of like learning management systems in the traditional sense. But then also we want to talk today about learning management systems or LMSs for short um, on the business side. So you have uh, tools like Seismic. Uh, Beth, you were just talking about what's it called again for Trailhead. Trailhead. For um, I always forget that. But Trailhead, which would be uh, more like learning management, but maybe more bespoke towards obviously towards sales. So that's going to include things like, you know, monitoring qualifications on a job or training or courses or the administration side of it. Um, yeah, quals, modification, training. Yeah, for the most part. So just two different sides. We can we can shoot off on either side you guys want. But like, where do you guys want to kind of open this up as far as how AI is is drastically making improvements here? And, and I think there's a lot of crossover between the two of them, quite frankly. I, I wanted to start actually by... So right now we have a tool called Litmos and I, I would imagine a lot of LMSs from a corporate side is very similar where, you know, you can up, you can create your own courses mm -hmm. um, and, and allow your company, your employees to learn about your products, your services, the way you do business, all the different things and, you know, get certifications and, and all that. The one thing I see the biggest opportunity from an AI perspective is things like learn.xyz where you can it's you could call it text to course. That's even a thing where you type in something you want to learn and you create a course and it creates a course for you. So imagine where an LMS is tied to something like that where I want to learn about a company's blank and it'll create a course for you and whether it's basic, intermediate, or advanced. I don't know if we're there yet, but I'm sure if you can fine tune a model to be able to do that based on your data and your products and services, I could see a, a path or a potential SaaS tool down the future that could easily do that. Or if one of these systems like Litmos would actually build this thing in. With your experience with building uh, chatbots, Carl, and, and what you're doing um, for your business, would you say that those are pretty closely related? Because the same sort of the same sort of background that you would have, or database you would have to have to maybe create a good chatbot, would that be the same type of base you need to have in order to build like uh, this sort of custom text to course type situation you're talking about? Uh, it's a little bit different because right now a lot of chatbots are data retrieval. So like if I want to, you know, train it on a piece of data and either create content based on that data or retrieve data. This is where a lot of the, from what I've seen LMSs is you create video about your products and services. I'm just not sure if that can translate to, a chatbot necessarily at the moment. Not that 
it's a very interesting premise and I, i'm thinking hey i might give it a shot <laughs> like, i was like maybe i'll train a bot to to you know the base prompt could be you are now a course generator and, and see what it, what it comes up with well but i think I'm just, you're right yeah. carl that that uh, llms will generate a course for you <clears throat> the 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 block is they can't then deliver the course to you you basically right. are going to get a, a document that you can read now lmss across the board, whether for corporate or for education, typically follow a very similar and now familiar format, which is you've got modules, which are a video. And then after each watching each module, you take a quiz and that's being mm -hmm. tracked in the background and it, it records your progress through the course and so on. Now, so there's a, there's a middleware that needs to be created if we're going to implement this using AI. So, including all the way up to and including eventually generating instructional videos that use imagery and a demonstration of different concepts, maybe even do you know graphical presentations that are related to that particular module as you go through it. So you've got something more than just text to read or listen to if it's being voiced. So I think that there is going to be a bright future, but right now they're pretty much isolated. LMSs follow a tried and true method, but I think it's antiquated. Really where the promise comes in AI is intelligent tutor, which, right. is, which mm. is not watching a video and taking a quiz. So that's, that's a little tired. Go ahead, Beth. Is anyone else familiar with Mr. Reindeer, the story of Mr. Reindeer and Rain is spelled R-A-N-E? No. All right. Uh, the person's name on GitHub, oh, come on, is um, Josh BJJ. Um, and my understanding is that he, is a, he was a student, right? So like he needed help studying for two math classes. Um, but he's also a programmer, so he, uh, so he programmed an AI tutor for him. Um, and then he published it. Uh, in GitHub, and now there's a code interpreter version. And it's very much like what we're talking about. Um, you would need to train it on the content if the content was specific and proprietary and not part of general knowledge. But um, I, was, uh, I was trying to figure out an analogy for myself in, um, in breaking tasks down into like a system thinking kind of process. And so I put this in code interpreter, but there's a poll like, just copy this and paste it in. Um, you get to choose like, do, do you want, uh, do you like a storytelling tutor? Do you like, you know, what's your level? Do you want fifth grade level? Do you want high school? Do you want postdoc? So there's lots of parameters that you could do. And, and so I put this in and I was like, okay, I'm interested in the systems thinking, tell me where I'm using this in my life. And it said laundry. You engage in laundry in a systematic series of events that depend on one another. <laughs> like, cool. Got it. Thanks so much. That, I think, is helpful. And the idea of being able to say, I'm missing this concept. Give me a story about it. Give me an analogy. Give me a... That, that is 
that is a huge part of of all learning. Um, it's something I, I highly rely on is the, that idea of storytelling, right, Beth? I mean, you know, everything down to the, the best social media posts are usually wrapped around some sort of story because they stick. You know, stories stick. And we've talked about this before with education. I mentioned with synthesis, you know, the, the kid says, oh, the student says, oh, I don't, I don't know what I need this algebra for. And then it's like, oh, what do you like? And I like football. And then it immediately gives back a story about football that uses algebra. Like, that's amazing. And we see this being coming up because obviously there's a lot of need for this with students today. But back to your point, Andy, like we are starting to see this more into these LMS systems that are geared towards adults. And Beth, I think that's a great example of that is what if you get stuck in the middle of some course <laughs> while you're going through a seismic or one of these type things? And you're like, I don't. OK, that course ended and now I'm at the quiz. But to your point, Andy, like, but I still don't get it. It doesn't it's not I'm not conceptualizing what the what the issue is. The idea, and I don't know that this exists yet, I don't think it does, the idea to click that one-off button that says help me or create a story or mm-hmm. or do this in a different way, to your point, Beth, is really exciting. Yeah. And it's one of those things I think we know is coming if it's not already there. I know we already have helpful hints. We have suggested trainings because of all the data in these systems. So that's already happening. It's already like you can do this and it could say, just like YouTube, hey, do you also want to watch this or read these? It sounds like you're going down that path, which is super helpful. But I don't know that's like the AI that we that you know you we are all kind of excited about. I, I may have cut you off, Jimmy. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. no, no. I, I just to speak on uh, what everyone's been saying so far uh, is this all really comes down to that personal um, personalized learning experience, right? Whether it's a developed tutor, like you're saying, Andy, or those those helpful tips or those, you know, those one-offs that you can go down that direction. But the, the I think the, the promise is that the AI will build out to where it goes beyond that, where it will identify any gaps in your mm-hmm. learning, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, and or change uh, its learning uh, or its teaching methodology to align with what your uh, your learning style is, right? So really personalized to your experience so that you can absorb that information. Like me, I'm hands-on. I like to see it. I want to work with it, read it, watch it, just have all the the sensory input as possible. So if, if you can make it more immersive, adding VR or AR or all those kinds of things, if you... Mm-hmm. You can do that for me. I'm. I'll. I'll get it like that. Yeah. You know, another. Another. This equals this. Oh, put it together. Have me build something. Have me do a. Uh, you know, a workflow or a workshop where I'm actually yeah, like, I need to learn something of your of your company. Let me do the process. Oh, I got it. All right, cool. I did it. Whereas other people can read the page, just like, all right, I understand the steps. I'll reproduce it now. So another I, I modality. Spot. What's that? Another modality that's important in learning management systems and in just human learning is an exchange. Let me give you a factoid, which is there's been research, and those who follow Malcolm Gladwell have heard this, that the the optimum class size for learning for students is not smaller. It's larger in order to bring in broader, more diverse uh, approaches and to uh, allow the student understand that they fit in because they're like those people over there in a very small group you might feel isolated so um, I wanted to mention that most LMSs offer a community so you have a course community that you can exchange with and some of them actually militate your involvement with those where you have to submit as part of your 
uh, homework, you have to submit something to that chat dialogue with the rest of your students. So creating community is, is actually a, a, you know, an important part of it. And it, there's a risk with intelligent tutor and AI that it becomes very isolated and it's just you and the machine. Mm. And, and you lose the socialization and the broad ex experience of seeing how other human students interact with the knowledge. That's really interesting. Yeah. Robert, I'm I, curious. Or yeah, go ahead. But I, I was going to say, I, whatever you jump into, but Robert, I'm curious with WSI yeah. as well as how you're kind of using this too. But go ahead, Aaron. I, I'm going to throw a wild idea in there. Just listening to what you were saying there, Andy. Um, and I understand the concept of, you know, if you're the student, let's say you're a child in particular, you're interacting with an LM, LLM, that's your tutor, as it were, you're not getting that interaction with other people. What's to say in the future, we couldn't end up with um, your LLM actually having multiple avatars, for want of a better mm -hmm. word, that you're interacting with and actually teaching you by live example, some of those skills so that you got teacher and then you might have a couple of friends that are classmates for you but they're actually you know virtual people so it could be an interesting one if they get down to that point at some stage of the future a great idea i love it yeah and i think what you're doing and and you know where you're pushing the boundaries with what's going on with hey jen and when you're producing those videos aaron i mean that's that's kind of the early days of things like that i mean because look i look at this too not to get off topic but we're, we're all of a, of a similar age. I'm in my mid forties. I won't, I'm not asking for everybody else's age. We're all, we're all older. Uh, and so I wish <laughs> I was in my mid forties. <laughs> yeah, Let's not even um, go there. I only said my age. Um, but what I was going to say is that, you know, when I was going through elementary school and primary school and stuff like that, like we didn't have all the tools that, that, that my, that my 12 year old now has for, um, identifying roadblocks and individual, you know, uh, learning adaptations that need to have. I mean, we knew we knew what ADHD was. We knew this and that and the other. It was some block block ones. And now I even find in schools that it's it's much more nuanced, and they really are getting better and better at helping students with individual. Um, uh, um, I don't want to use the wrong word for it. The individual uh, setbacks. Learning stalls. Learning styles, thank you. Um, I, was, I was going through the, the list in my head. Um, and what, um, man, I got myself off track about that. Anyway, what I was going to say on that is what I was, oh, I know what I was going to say. Like adults, we didn't, we didn't necessarily have that identifying factor. And what I love about that idea and where I was going with this was the idea that even adults, I mean, children too, but even adults might be able to have these avatars, if you will, not to take away what Andy is saying about we do need the human connection, not to eliminate that. But if there were more even avatars that I was sort of virtually surrounded by that maybe still mess up their D's and B's and P's because I draw them the wrong way, <laughs> even at 45, you know, like that may make me feel more part of something as a part, like you were saying, versus like maybe isolated or whatever. So anyway, just like, I think that's yeah. a wonderful idea. And there's, I just think there's so many adults who weren't identified early enough in childhood and still really struggle with some of these learning you know, challenges, but they weren't identified. And this might be a great way to help everybody learn at their best. Like you were saying, Jimmy. So, anyway. so uh, you make a good, good segue. I think to my contribution to this conversation is, um, you know, I'm just waiting for, and, and not to tell tales at a school, uh, Aaron, but 
I'm really waiting for the Hey Jen version that you've been showing us. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, motivating cinema uh, for the idea that I'm going to take our CEO and we're going to use him as or the founder and have him do all the training modules for all of our franchise owners, right? Have or or, or additional, not all of them, but additional training modules. That to me, and we had we have a client of a, one of our franchise owners confidentially in, in Los Angeles, a very big uh, uh, client that's looking to do exactly that is uh, th- they're a new CEO. They want to kind of make some waves. So they want all the training curriculum for their company to be in her voice, her look and have her saying it. And I suggested, Hey Jen. So uh, I hope, <laughs> I really hope it, it becomes amazing. Cause I, that, that's where I think this is going. Learning management systems to your point, Andy, is going to be more of that. It's going to be personalized in that sense. Um, and I think it's going to be like a, a, a version between Khan Academy or the new Comingo and this, this virtual person that you can interact with and talk with. That's, that's what I would love as a, as a student. Yeah, I, I think the, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I jumped on the bandwagon with it um, was just that the the whole video thing is just such a, especially after going through COVID and everyone starting to learn how to do Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. I think we're a lot more open to that. And, and it can, I believe we will get to the point where that technology is so seamless that you will start to see it as a real person. You will start to have real conversations with it. Mm-hmm. As adults, I can absolutely see young children getting growing into that really easily and having no problems with thinking of it as almost like a real person. But even as adults, you're going to get to the point where the technology gets good enough that you know a conversation will be natural. They will look so natural, sound natural, and then you just plug it into an LMS and teach anything you want. So, so every one of us who's worked in a corporation uh, has experience probably with LMS applied to the company's training because everyone's required, at least here in California, to take sexual harassment training. Mm-hmm. And that is delivered by an LMS system. It's a video on this topic, followed by a quiz. Now right. that model is one to many. So you do the video recordings once, you you know spread it out and everybody's doing it you know, themselves. They're watching each video in turn and so on. What's missing in that, which AI can definitely deliver, is the ability of the student to interrupt the presentation with a question. Mm. Ask questions, ask a clarification, all those things. That's right. So imagine now the complexity of prompts with an LLM that have to manage the continuity of the presentation so that that module is completed ultimately. But allows for an interaction with individual students, maybe simultaneously with multiple individual students, students, that's where my, I get very excited. And you'll see my tagline is UX for training and learning. And a lot of what I'm thinking about and trying to imagine implementing in the tool sets that we have in AI right now is this ability to not only fashion a course, do, start to deliver it, but respond to the immediate, you know, tangents that that a student might interject. Yeah, I, I think it. we I think we all know really from a learning perspective that everyone has a different style and um, a, a way that they respond best to learning. 
And I think that kind of tool can really adapt a lot better to everyone's, you know, it has a central core of knowledge that it will share, but it can deliver it in the style that's best suited for you. And I think that's going to be a really powerful advance in the learning. And, and I'll say this too, you know, one of the things what I taught for synthesis, um, they, they have this like AI system now, but when I was doing it, and it's still part of their, their system is I would, I would be just like this only I would have 15, 10, 10 year olds on the course and we played games. But one of the things we found to that point, Aaron was, or what are they not found? They knew, which was that, as long as I couldn't, what we call, what we used to call the hand of God, which is like, as long as I didn't come in and, and, and overtly give them the answer, I allowed them to discover and discover. And we would have some long, awkward pauses, like longer than any that I was ever comfortable with. But you had to get used to that, you know? And so like the students would just be a pause. And then some students say, well, I guess I'll talk, you know? And then boom, you would hear that the, the fireworks would go off and you would get all these amazing things. But what they knew, what Synthesis knew, which I always thought was so brilliant, and it goes back to that, is when people own their discovery, it means a tremendous more amount to them, and it sticks with them. So when we think about yeah. these AI solutions on top of the, these learning management systems, to your point, Andy, to your point, Robert, like when, when people are able to own their discovery path instead of it being sort of placed on them, which is well, like a suggestion, and it's more like, well, when I was a child, my favorite books were the Choose Your Own Adventure books. You flip the page 52 and then you could keep writing this. And then you go backwards. You're like, oh, what if I took the other path? Like those to me were the best books when I was a child. And it kind of reminds me of that now is like, you know, being able to own that discovery phase, being able to own finding the solutions without it being maybe handed to you is going to make it, I think, the, the, the learning go over much better. And I take it to the next level, Andy, when you talk about like, these paths. Well, let's take it to like that management level. Now, now you're the, the, the manager overseeing this and you're the CEO or Robert, you're overlooking the, um, the different franchises and you're saying, well, we need them to achieve this level of education. We need them to get to this point. They have to know this. And maybe there's a couple of different ways to do that, but having that, feedback, that data coming back from these systems, I think is also very, very intriguing on what kind of data is coming back to the to the management to say strategically maybe this needs to be up leveled maybe this needs to be changed maybe we need more in this section or whatever and maybe down the road robert that's as simple as firing up a new ceo you know uh avatar essentially to cover that gap which i think would be super cool as well so, so one of the things that i'm thinking is uh with my zoom account i have read.ai i don't know if anybody else does but it's um it, it's a summarizer note taker but it also gives you engagement scores and how cool would it be if while you're doing this corporate training um the the system said, hey, I think I lost you there. Do you have a question for me? So it's not just that you could interrupt the AI. The AI could actually say, what just happened? Right? And maybe you got an email and it's cool. Or maybe I did just, maybe I as the AI just lost you and you need a little extra in this moment. So that information doesn't wait for the quiz when you got a 72, which passed, but you didn't get a 90, and now we want to know why, right? You can yeah. you can skip needing to know why and actually fix it in the moment or know that there was, you know, now you see the pattern of those things needing to be fixed at that thing, and now you know that you need to go back and look at that section. Or it stops and, and says, like, like, Jimmy, yeah. like, hey, grab this pen and paper. Let's do a quick, 
let's do a quick, you know, thing or whatever. This is, you know, and Jimmy's like, yes. <laughs> yes, it makes sense to me now. It's like, cool, we good? And then the, the system keeps moving on and Jimmy's like super happy about it, you know? I totally think Think about this, guys. We're, we're all on webcams here, okay? So, you know, if I put my finger up there, you can see that. So the AI can watch us at some stage if it's in a system. So it can spot if my eyes dart to the right to look at my second screen or mm -hmm. they drop down to focus on something else. It can start to interpret our response as to whether we're engaged in the content or not. So I'm sure that sort of stuff is going to be built in. I, I remember some years ago, I was on a, um, I think it was pre-Zoom. It was a, an earlier product. It was a webinar training for work. And someone in head office could tell if we weren't concentrating on the screen. I think it was if our mouse moved off the screen and he'd, he'd yeah. use that as a, a ruler over the knuckles that say, you know, John concentrate again kind of thing. Yeah. It was a bit annoying, but yeah, yeah. I could see that it would be quite useful for a, an AI based LMS system. Move well, we your mouse every five minutes. Part, right? I mean, you know, the whole, your eyes are getting sleepy. Maybe my car tells me maybe it's time for a, a coffee break every couple of you know, like 45 minutes or whatever it's not looking at my eyes it's it's monitoring i think how little the, like if you're a real straightaway it tends to do that sometimes because it's like oh you're not moving the wheel so maybe you're nodding off and there's some maybe feedback in there oh, wow. um well, you say that Beth. it's super annoying because um, <laughs> you're wide awake driving you're like i don't know, I don't know. on that topic I, I i think i read maybe four months ago nvidia came out with this technology where it made your eyes always look at the camera yeah yeah and i've been following a guy he does that he wears glasses and so like my glasses that it cuts it and it's super freaky it doesn't yeah. look right <laughs> i mean i like the idea of making the eyes look at the camera all the time but it's hoopo the guy i follow but on youtube anyway interesting I want to, I want to make sure to come back and watch our episode on ai vision healthcare <laughs> and, <laughs> and attention span. it's a little quirky and it doesn't always work it freezes sometimes but i do have the nvidia um one oh, um, and uh i can uh maybe try to turn that on for a future cast and then i'll always be looking at you guys like this <laughs> That'd be great. I would always look exactly like this, even though I'm looking at that. The script, the script has it as well. I, I don't know if you guys remember, I showed you Descript.com. That's got it now as well. So I think the main use for it at this stage is if I'm reading a script on the, a second screen yes. and it wants to just keep it looking like I'm looking at the camera. That's I mean, it's right. great for this kind of stuff too, because it does it does give more of this feel where I'm um, like engaging with you and I'm looking at the blinds right behind the screen. And this is how I teach people. Still doing that. Yeah. All right, let's circle back and let's do the TLDR. Uh, everybody, give me their one. What before we do that? Can I just? I want one small pushback on this oh, because ooh, how from, dare you? Stealing Robert's thunder there. To me, regardless of if it's AI or in person, I there are so many courses I've taken quote unquote taken i really hope some people in the company aren't listening to this particular episode <laughs> i would i would like 1.5 two three five times speed put it on another screen cover it with mm -hmm. something else and i take the course yeah. just because yeah. i was like i've seen this course eight ten, ten whatever many times or it's being done every year or it's just another course that i they want everyone to take but mm -hmm. it's like really and then i would just forward so i still think Regardless of AI or in person, there has to be some sort of 
incentive, whether it's an incentive or mm -hmm. adapts to my learning style or whatever it is, it's the content still has to be good. Right. It doesn't matter if right. it's AI or not, well, right? It's, yeah, you're, you're talking about there. just making sure that there's that uh, 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 engagement. Right. There's got yeah. there's got to be that certain level of an interaction engagement. And I think a lot of a lot of what has been done is gamification. That's you know, that's a huge uh, yeah. uh, boost to, well, I, to that learning process. I'll, I'll agree with Carl that I've, I've taken all these courses and I've been like fast forward two times speed. Would, e even people as braggable as um, uh, the digital I forget the name of it, deep learning AI. I'm like, I'm, I, I won't even do the first three sessions. I know it's all boring. And they usually do like a one minute and then you're going to do the next session. I, I hate that. Like, what do you mean one minute? One minute and then I have to go to the next section 1.2, the 1.3. So the reason I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Carl, is because we're putting together a workshop series for AI training. And we're thinking, you know, exactly what you said. It has to be worthwhile. But the problem, I guess my half of a pushback to your pushback is that we don't know the audience and, and it's really hard to go into it and you don't want to go over people's head or make people bored and, and, and chime out like you and I have been doing. Right. Oh, my, my camera just died. We anyway. could hear you the whole time. The point, the point I guess I want to end on is, is because we're trying to create a workshop that's actually engaging homework, classwork, you know, breakout sessions so that people actually are engaged. We're trying to make it so you can't check out. And we're charging for it, but it doesn't matter either. Either So maybe I'll get some feedback from you guys on the format. But that's, I think, how you bridge that gap, Carl. Well, I, I'll give my... Are we doing our TLDR? Yeah, let's do the TLDR. <laughs> What's the one thing? Go for it. I'll give mine uh, that's on both of these. All of this needs to be tied back to what success is defined as. Because mm -hmm. maybe you only need to go through... Maybe you can skip one through three, right? Maybe maybe you've already tested out of this, Carl. You know what is being covered, right? So yay. That, and if it's not tied up back to success, then AI is just facilitating uh, how. I would say uh, for me, it's like the biggest thing is just as we see more AI coming into these LMS systems, but it's really AI across the board, really taking a quick step to figure out if it's truly an AI innovation or it's just fancy data analytics, or, you know, there's so many, so many times where we look at new, new tools and what they're touting as AI or machine learning is really just analytics. And it's <laughs> nothing that couldn't have been accomplished essentially 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I think really finding those learning management uh, systems that are really are paving the way for a lot of some things we've talked about today about interjecting with AI, about coming in, suggesting new paths, maybe creating net new content, those kind of things. Um, that would be my biggest, uh, that would be my biggest like TLDR from this. Gotcha. My TLDR is the development of LLMs applied to LMS that can do as Pi can and others who have been trained to do this, ask you questions and then evaluate your responses. So instead of taking a multiple choice quiz, right in the flow of the learning process, not a, a, you know, a video that you, know, you, you can see, I have the one and a half more minutes I've got to watch. Uh, instead, you're actually having a dialogue, a Socratic dialogue, if you will, with yeah. the tutor. Which kind of raises the, the thought for me, which is 
you could make learning more interesting by um, being able to customize via the LLMs the content into something that's very specific to the individual's interests. So if you're a sports fan, for example, but we're teaching you something about, I don't know, using Excel, how could you make it about sports or how could you make it about their favorite team or whatever? So that kind of thing can raise the engagement even for a, a potentially boring subject. Carl? Um, I just keep thinking about like two times speed, everything. That I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's like every, it's every, every You're week. It's like, hey, remember, remember to learn this. I'm like, yeah, I'll remember to learn it. I'll learn it. I've learned it. And it's just, regard, I still think regardless of what it is, the content has to be great. Yeah. And it, But like Robert said, it's hard to make that content great in, in a all-to-many. And is this something that AI could solve or we're just trying to apply AI to something that maybe we just make everything AI and you learn it. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but like for I, me, yeah. in order to solve that problem, Carl, I just do YouTube. Like I want a YouTube specific lang chain integration with this, that, like very complex, and I'll find a YouTube video of somebody doing it. So taking a course on it is, I'm not saying that I'm some brilliant guy, but maybe that's for the beginners. Even an advanced course, you, you would be lost if you don't understand one element of it. So there's a lot of prerequisites, which is why I like Canvas. Sorry, Coursera, because they have prerequisites, whatever. Anyway, a sidetrack there, but yeah. Great that show. It's just missing assessment. Right. That's that's what I was gonna say. Assessment and adapted learning met, uh, teaching methodology. That's that's gonna be the the huge thing I think uh, AI will apply to learning management system and, and learning in general. Love it. Well, we went a little over, but that's okay. A lot of great stuff today. Hopefully you guys got something out of that, some ideas, some thoughts about where the future of the learning management system is going in terms of AI. Tomorrow, we have a really cool show. Ciao. Kind of, a, kind of a play on whose line is it anyway, whose data is it anyway, the AI battle <laughs> for data ownership. So that's what we're coming up tomorrow. Come back, see us, um, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. And maybe Beth will just do some improv for us, just like uh, whose line is it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not the three other we'll All right, that's it for us today, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. Happy Thursday. Aloha.